The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. One of the nice things about being a visitor is you get to choose what you want to talk about. <laughs> so in keeping with that, there are four Brahmaviharas, right? There's loving kindness, there's generosity, there's uh, sympathetic joy, and there's equanimity. And this afternoon I would like to talk about equanimity. So uh, equanimity is very much on my mind these days because it's very hard to be equanimous when there are so many things happening in life that are just not the way I think they should be. Whether it has to do with things that are happening in my house or things that are happening in my family or things that are happening in the country or things that are happening in the world. There are all kinds of things that can throw us off balance. The things that keep us from being at home in our hearts, that throw us for a loop and get us excited and upset and lead to suffering. So I'm not going to tell you that we can get rid of those things. (laughs) You know, life is. And just if this moment I'm happy, the next moment I might be sad. So we're not talking about causes here. We're talking about this is how it is. These are how things are. This is what arises in the world. And the question is, how can we be with these things? How can we be with them? How can we be with them without succumbing to our own dissatisfaction about them? Without becoming burdened by all the things that we wish were different than they are? It's easy to say, just give up wishing things would be different. That's another way of wishing things were different. (laughs) So we're not going to do that. But what we do want is to be able to develop the capacity to be equanimous. And what I mean by that is develop a resilience, a suppleness, that allows us to be with things that are uncomfortable, to encounter things that are uncomfortable, and not be blown off course, but to be able to say, oh, this is what's happening now, and not have it be a catastrophe, even if it is something we really don't want to be seeing, something that breaks our hearts. How can I be with something that breaks my heart? How can I be with something that leads me into doubt and despair? What can I do about this? What should I be doing about this? How can I show up for that? So there are a couple of important things to say about equanimity. And that is that equanimity is not about becoming impassive about giving up all hope, or about giving up changing things. In fact, it's quite the opposite of that. There are uh, 
There are two Pali words. Let's see if I can get them correct. One is easy, describing equanimity, and that is upekka. And upekka has the meaning of seeing over, where you see the larger picture. You know, it's, it's a broad overview of upekka. U-P-P-E-K-A, upekka. The other word is tatra maj hatata. It's a great word, but very hard to say. Let's say it again. Tatra maj hatatra. And it has to do with being in the midst of, right in the midst of this messy life, being still, peaceful, and balanced in the midst of this messy life. And that's really the idea I'd like to explore this afternoon. How do we do that? And what does that mean? So when we, as, as you know, as we go along, later we're going to have a meditation and we'll be doing equanimity practice, which is a matter of repeating certain kinds of phrases that are intended to get us to start thinking about and incorporating into the way we see the world equanimity. And because I'm going to use a word that I don't want to throw you off, I'm going to talk about that word. And the word is karma. So a lot of people have a lot of strange ideas about karma or popular ideas about karma. But it really has to do with the conditions that one sets for what's happening next. The conditions that you set for what's happening next. So, it is a way of saying what I'm carrying in my mind, that is what I'm going to manifest in the next moment. So, if I'm feeling particularly generous, it's going to be very easy for me to smile at everyone I see. If I am feeling particularly irritated and put out, it's very unlikely that I'm going to smile at the next person I see. This is a simple example of what I mean by the conditioning of the moment. So what we carry in our hearts, this is what we meet the world with, what we carry in our hearts or in our minds. So it's very important to be in touch with what is my intention in this moment. So if I'm in an argument with someone, it's very likely that like it or not, my intention is for them to change their minds. But perhaps I can look at that intention and say, oh, I really am looking for a solution to whatever the problem is. That's my true intention. Changing your mind is not what it's about. Solving the problem is what it's about. That shift from changing your mind to what I wish to have happen is a softening. And it's a softening of the approach and of the defense. It's a, it's a, a supple way of meeting the moment. Is this making sense? So, so that the idea is that we, we uh, try not to be brittle around the things that we see and meet in our life, but we meet them softly and easily and 
hopefully with wisdom. So, one of the one of the things that um, I particularly like is that there's a quote from Joan Halifax about equanimity that I like. She says, "Equanimity is the capacity to be in touch with suffering, and at the same time not be swept away by it. It is the strong back that supports the soft front." Of compassion. The strong back that supports the soft front of compassion. This is where I want to live. With a strong back, but not one that is formed by closing up in front of my heart and shutting my heart down. I can feel when that happens. I can feel when I walk into a room and somebody says something and there's a sudden jolt a harshness, harshness to myself, and I can live with that, or I can say, this is not how I wish to be. I don't back down. I don't turn around and run. Sometimes I turn around and run. Nor do I attack. But I say, I am here, and I'm standing here. That act of, I am here, this is how it is, and I see clearly. I see clearly. So those two forms of equanimity I talked about, one was the ability to see. It's the overview, the power of observation. Oh, I'm seeing this, and I'm seeing it clearly. I'm not seeing it through the eyes of only my place. But I'm seeing what's actually there. Okay, so there's the observation. I have a new neighbor, and she's a delightful woman. And I've been concerned about her because, you know, she's by herself. She's leaving this downsizing from a very, very large house, and she's moving into a condo, and she's... So I've just been looking out for her and helping her helping her carry flowers up. We won't talk about the two of us getting caught in the elevator. So she started telling everybody what a wonderful person I am, and on and on, and I, I'm very uncomfortable. And I found myself saying, oh, stop, this, you know, oh. Because it felt like I'm just being nice to her. I'm not a perfect person. And suddenly, I stopped and said, You know, what she's trying to do is say, thank you. I can allow that. Oh, this actually isn't about me. This is her trying to say thank you. That shift of focus allows me to see it all more clearly. So that's that power of observation. So when I see something that makes me uncomfortable, I can say, oh, What else is true? And the second form is the one that comes from inner balance, the equanimity that comes from saying, okay, I may be blown from side to side, but I am still here. It is the inner balance that we're hoping to find with equanimity practice.
Not surprisingly, the stronger our mindfulness is, the easier it is to maintain balance. And when I say that, what I mean is to really notice what's true in the moment. What's really happening here? Like with my friend, to see that it wasn't about me, it was about her generosity, her thanking me for generosity. Oh, that's a space where we can meet. So, three things. The ability to see clearly. The willingness to see clearly. The ability to accept what we see. I don't mean to say it's okay, but just, oh, this is how it is now. Oh, this is how it is now. Those three things are what will help us I know what my intention in this moment is. Oh, this is my intention. Sometimes we look at that intention and we say, it's not such a great intention. (laughs) But then we can change that intention. We can say, okay, okay, I don't want you to fall in a hole. What I really want is for you to not argue with me. What I really want is for me not to be feeling this ill will. Oh, I can soften around that. Okay? This is how we develop equanimity. So this afternoon, we're going to practice that. So, let's everybody take a comfortable position. And just relax. Settle in, take a nice deep breath, and let it out. Breathe in the moment with all of its messiness, and then let it go. Here we are. Here we are. Here's the breath. Allow all of the things that you've brought into the room to just rest. Just rest. Let go of any desire to be better or different. Just rest.
in the beginning, we're going to remember the opening phrases of the Dhammapada. All, all experience is preceded by mind, led by mind, made by mind. Speak or act with a corrupted mind, and suffering follows as the wagon wheel follows the hoof of the ox. All experience is preceded by mind, led by mind, made by mind. Speak or act with a peaceful mind, and happiness follows like a never-departing shadow. I am the owner of my own karma. My happiness depends on my own intentions and actions, not what others may wish for me. No matter how I might wish things to be otherwise, things are as they are. May I see things just as they are. May I see things arising and passing away with equanimity and balance. So just mentally, softly, repeat these phrases after me in your own mind. Allow them to take root. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I calm my mind. May I be balanced. May I be at peace. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I calm my mind.
May I be balanced. May I be at peace. I am heir to my own intentions and actions. I am heir to my own intentions and actions. My happiness depends on my intentions and actions, not others' wishes. My happiness depends on my own intentions and actions, not others' wishes. Despite what I may wish, things are as they are. Despite what I may wish, things are as they are. May I see things just as they are. May I see things just as they are. May I meet the arising and passing away of all things with equanimity and balance. May I meet the arising and passing away of all things with equanimity and balance. May I be open and balanced and peaceful. 
May I be open and balanced and peaceful. My happiness depends on my own intentions and actions, not other people's wishes. May I know my own intentions with ease and balance. May I know trust of my own intentions. Peace in my heart. May I have the peace of an open heart.
May I be open and balanced and peaceful. May I meet the arising and passing of all things with equanimity and balance. Now maybe you can think of someone that you love. Someone you love that you would like to share this feeling of equanimity with. Someone you love that you would like to encourage to be peaceful. And repeat these phrases for them. Your happiness depends on your own intentions and actions, not what I may wish for you. Despite what you may wish, things are as they are. May you see things just as they are. May you meet the arising and passing away of all things with equanimity and balance. Sometimes we know those people we love are trapped and we don't know why they can't see and it's our place to see to see and to still wish them well but they are heirs to their own karma. Their happiness or suffering depends on their own intentions and actions, not on what we may wish for them. Despite what we wish, 
Things are as they are. May we see things just as they are. Despite what you may wish, things are as they are. May you meet the arising and passing away of all things with equanimity and balance. May you know a peaceful heart. May you know a peaceful mind. Allow yourself to imagine all of the people in your family to be filled with peace. Allow yourself to imagine them all to be at peace. What does this bring to your heart? See what arises. Allow yourself to see things just as they are. May I be at peace. May I be open and balanced and peaceful. Maybe you can think of some event in your life where you have felt off kilter and imagine what it would be like to be at peace with that. Allow that feeling to build in your heart. Peace here. Let the mind go away 
and just imagine the resilience of peace in your heart. The resilience that allows you to keep a strong back and a soft front. My happiness depends on my own intentions and actions, not what others may wish. My happiness depends on my own intentions and actions, not what others may wish. Despite what I may wish, things are as they are. Despite what I may wish, things are as they are. May I see things just as they are. May I see things just as they are. May I meet the arising and passing away of all things with equanimity and balance. May I understand that the glass has already broken so I can enjoy it immensely. All experience is preceded by mind led by mind, made by mind. Speak or act with a corrupted mind and suffering follows as the wagon wheel follows the hoof of the ox. All experience is preceded by mind, led by mind, made by mind. Speak or act with a peaceful mind And happiness follows like a never-departing shadow. May I live in the wisdom of a peaceful mind. 
May I live in the wisdom of a peaceful mind. My happiness depends on my own intentions and actions, not on what others may wish. Despite what I may wish, things are as they are. May I see things just as they are. May I meet the arising and passing away of all things with equanimity and balance. May I find balance in my heart. May I know balance in my heart. May I be at peace. mind be without hostility, without ill will. When ill will arises, may it pass away. May I be free of entanglement.
May my heart be like a gentle spring that stretches out and calmly returns. be free in the midst of things. May I be at peace in the midst of things. and passing away of all things with equanimity and balance. Just as we cultivate a heart that is open and warm and kind, may we also cultivate a heart that is strong and resilient and at peace. May we meet all things that arise and pass away with equanimity and balance. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. So, how was that for you? There's a kind of wishing that makes it so with wishing oneself peace 
And what we're trying to do is remind ourselves that peace is a choice. We choose what we carry in our minds and our hearts. We can't choose what arises around us, but we can choose what we cultivate in our own hearts in our own intentions, in our own minds. And when something arises and we say, ah, don't like the way this feels, can we notice that along with the anger, irritation, upset? Can we also notice, oh, this isn't, my, this isn't how I want to be. And give that space to. Can we wish ourselves peace and balance? I took up equanimity practice one time at a very difficult time in my life. Uh, Particularly it had to do with my family. And I did, I went on a long retreat, month-long retreat. And I repeated those phrases over and over every time I did walking meditation, which happened, you know, every 45 minutes, all day long. I repeated those phrases over and over and over. And then one day, one day I said, oh, oh, this doesn't have to do with my family. Wishing things were other is my problem, not theirs. Oh. When you can feel that in your heart, oh, my karma, my happiness, arises out of my own intentions and actions. Then there is space. There's just a little space for not being lost in hostility, seeing it arise, saying, ah, (laughs) ah, noticing how it feels, not choosing it. Cultivating balance. It is possible to reprogram ourselves, not to program ourselves into being milk toasts. No, no, no. It's with the strong back and a soft front. It is training ourselves to be careful what our reactions are, to notice our reactions, to notice the willingness to be in balance. Ah, to be clear about what it is that we really want. I'm always surprised when I ask myself, what's your intention, and I have to think about it. Oh, really? I'm not in touch with that. Oh, if we don't know what we want, how can we, how can we be sure we're not getting it? 
So, so, so noticing, being, reminding ourselves the way to resilience, the day, way to a supple way of existing in the world is reminding ourselves to see things just as they are. Just as they are. And to cultivate a peaceful heart. Yes. Can we have the, the microphone, please? Can you say again your um, definition or explanation of karma? What is karma? <clears throat> so, um, so karma has to do with the conditions that are set for the next moment. Okay? So, uh, if I am running around with ill will, chances are I'm going to direct that ill will toward everyone. If I'm wandering around with a very open and generous heart, I'm much more likely to have things arise in the presence of a generous and open heart. So that there's a, um, there's a, a being aware of how our intentions and how what we carry in our minds affects what happens next. So... You know, classically, people think about karma as uh, uh, payback. But it isn't payback. It's actually, it's a forward-going thing. So karma has to do with how we uh, create the conditions for what unfolds in the next moment, or the next week, or the next year. Is that helpful? Yeah. So what was it like? Did it, did it have any impact on you to repeat those phrases? Did they seem... Was there, was there an opening or a closing down around them? Do you have any feeling? There's another one right behind you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I think it was very interesting what happened in my mind, in my heart. We, I'm, I'm aware that um, the only person that can make me happy is myself. And I cannot make anybody happy. It's, it's something that I try to internalize, like to really feel it. And the wish, what we repeat it to be well, um, brought me back to that concept. I, I, I don't, I don't want to call it a concept. It is something that is that you feel inside. Um, it was wonderful. It was another way to look at that. And I appreciate it. Beautiful, Thank beautiful. You. Another way to look at that, yeah. It's, it's, e- equanimity practice is actually an opening. Yes. 
It, and it, it's, its beauty lies in that opening, that allowing, that uh, spaciousness, a little more space. You know, the, the idea of meeting, meeting what arises, develops a certain amount of confidence that one can meet what arises. In, in that wishing for oneself. Oh, there's a, there's a kind of discovery, that, that opening to discovery, that I think is crucial. So that was quite beautiful. Thank you. I think the practice is like layers. Layers, many layers. Many layers. The more you practice, the more you remove those layers and see more clearly. The more you see. Seeing clearly, yes. Yes. Anybody else? We have come to the end of our time. It's been a pleasure for me to spend this time with you. I wish all of you peace, 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 and encourage you to cultivate your own peace, to cultivate your willingness to be in balance, to create more suppleness suppleness in your life, so that you too may have a strong back and a soft front, and that this will lead to your own happiness. May you all be happy. Thank you. Good night.